And we're back with another episode of The Anarchist Experience, episode 131, coming at you this Saturday morning. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with... MC. And since we still do this as a call-in show, those numbers for you to dial are 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. So how is your week in anarchy been this week mc um, gotta work on that my week oh my gosh i, I can't even i don't know i'm t- i told you i'm working on some new things there. yeah but um yeah so i i guess uh i sold some cryptos sweet um for, for selling the dip oh um so and mainly to help other people out to get in the game and so they're the uh, two people i, I sold a, just a little bit too um are not down at the moment unless unless they decided to uh take the uh, uh alternate route of uh day trading on on uh, poloniex or you know uh exchanging their bitcoin for alt currencies and and gambling on those um yeah it's really tempting to do that and so i guess one of the other things i just want to mention sometimes Goddamn newbies. we get carried away and we and we we talk about uh things that were going on before we we get on the show and so uh that's what happened today and uh so that's what these topics are about right now <laughs> but um we're rehashing the the pre-show conversation yeah yeah um so where was i oh yeah day day trading day trading um, crypto yeah unless I, I was i was mentioning to rich that unless you've got some you know significant amount of money uh, to make a difference in your life by by day trading, uh, probably not a good idea to do it. It's probably a waste of time. Um, on the stock market, ninety percent of traders lose money or don't make any, and there's very few amount of people that are good at it. Um, if you want to do it, uh, what I recommend is find somebody that is good at it. Uh, my my favorite teacher uh, online, his name is Timothy Sykes. Um, he, he teaches a, a lot about how the market works and, uh, and things to look for and, and, uh, things to, uh, not do to lose all your money. So, um, so yeah, if, if you have like 10 to 20 grand, you can, you can get into day trading and it, it might be worth it for you. Uh, but it does take up a lot of time and for most people it's not worth it. So, um, I, w- I would recommend, you know, find something that you like, keep putting money into that. And, uh, you know, if it spikes really big, sell a little bit and then buy it back when it dips down again. So that's what a lot of Bitcoiners are doing. And that's why. Uh, so there was a debate recently with uh, Peter Schiff versus. Uh, 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 what's his Burr? name? No, no. A really, really loud guy. Um, he's like a, a Bitcoin spokesperson, almost um, a futurist. Um What's his name? I don't know. Look, keep talking. Let me look know. it up because I know I I know I wanted to watch this debate, and I I didn't know that it actually happened already. So maybe, maybe that's how I'll spend my afternoon. Uh, Max Kaiser. Oh, okay. And uh, Max Kaiser is very uh, emotional and and uh, ex- excited about about Bitcoin. So he was you know yelling and stuff. And he's so surprised that Peter Schiff doesn't get it. You know. Well, Peter Schiff's a hard money guy. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody knows that, and that's why it was funny to watch the debate. And uh, and, and in a lot of ways, they're, they're both right. Yeah. Um, except I, Peter Schiff thinks that Bitcoin is going to end horribly, which which it might. Um, so yeah, I, there's that. <laughs> I I okay. So I struggle with this because I'm a I'm I'm a huge Peter Schiff fan. In general, right? Like, if he didn't charge for his podcast, <laughs> I'd probably listen to it. Cause, but, <laughs> but he puts it behind us. Uh, puts it behind a paywall, and I go, well, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know why much. anybody would pay for it because everybody knows what he's going to say already. Well, I mean, so what? What's the point? Like, I don't know. I don't know. But either way, <laughs> it's it's it was behind a paywall, and I go, well, I'll I'll catch the clips later then if if they're important. Yeah. But part of part of me right goes. You know, I I am personally 
more of a hard money guy than I am a crypto guy, right? Like I, I, well, and, yeah, long, and, long term, and, it's 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 definitely the safer bet. Um, it's, it's not even, it, uh, you know, yeah. Go, it's not even a bet. It's just gold is what it is, and it will always have value. It it will it will never go away, um, unless you know we find a planet made of gold, or there's there's a, a layer of Earth's crust that you know we can get to that just has unlimited supplies almost, you know. But even that, for me, it's the tangibility, the tangibility of hard money metals, right? Like, oh, I, I can put this in my hand, right? I can walk up to the farmer and I can just go, clink, here you go. Yeah. And then he gives me well, like a slab of beef. That's Well, that's because it's it's a rare, rare metal. Um, you know, you right. can't, it's, it's harder to do that with a, I don't know, I guess you could, you know, a block of copper is actually worth some money now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, okay, okay. So I'll take this one further then. Like even in jail, right? You know, the, the commodity is like cigarettes, right? It, it, it becomes money. But it, it, it becomes money because it's like consumable and tradable and valuable, you know, for, for the people around there, right? right. And I struggle. I, I, I know we've had this conversation before, MC, but I struggle with the, the concept of Bitcoin um, only because there's nothing tangible about it, right? right? And I, I'm slowly and, been convinced, you know, that it's, you know, so, it's more of an investment it, tool, like as you said. Well, not not just an investment tool, but it's it's different. And so when people say, "Oh, is it money?" I think it'd be more correctly to say it's it's digital money. So it's money, but it's it's a separate thing. It's uh. It's a, it's a, it's its own like, classification, um, and I think in the future, you know, everything that can be traded with digital currencies will be, um, just because in a lot of ways, it's just more efficient. It's just an evolution of money, and uh, but it is it is different. So, um, and I I I think the two can coexist. So I I don't think there I don't think. You know, the, the way Peter Schiff says, you know, oh, stay away. It's trash. It's worthless. No, it's not worthless. I mean, that's obvious. <laughs> it's worth yeah, because at least pe- a thousand Because people are paying for it. Yeah. And, and because people are paying money to mine it. So, you know, that, that could change. You know, and one of, the, one of Peter Schiff's points was, uh, you know, people can make alternate coins. You know, there's Bitcoin Cash now. That just, you know, came out of nowhere also, you know. Poof. Like just the same Into as Bitcoin. Just poof. It just, now it exists. And it's and it's worth like, you know, a, you know, a couple billion dollars or something. Or, you know, six billion dollars. I can't remember. But, um, you know, what? where does this value come from? Well, people are willing to trade for it. So. <laughs> Subjective um, theory of value. Got it. Yeah. Um, but. In, in a lot of ways, Bitcoin is is better and easier for people to use than other things. Like I, I actually had a you know easier time exchanging Monero and Bitcoin with people for cash than I did with gold. So when I took the gold to to a guy and exchanged it at a uh, at a restaurant, maybe Anna Miller's or something, I can't remember. Uh, he he sat down and he bro- broke out this kit and he could weigh it and measure measure the gold well why he was doing that I've, I've seen a lot of magicians you know pocket coins and stuff he could have swapped it and and told me hey this one's fake right gave it back to me you know and i would have been like uh what the fuck just happened you know like and he would just walked off you know <laughs> and i was just been scratching my head you know like i yeah. know this is real like what <laughs> what's going on uh so with with bitcoin you don't have to do that you don't have to you don't have something physical to to screw up you just send it if it shows up in the wallet all right you know take the cash like <laughs> then the only problem is you have to worry about is the cash real right so <laughs> yeah so that, i mean there's always problems but for for me uh it, it just kind of works better and especially for like online trades you know it's called digital currency for a reason uh, it works really good online. All you have to—I mean—you do have to trust the person you're buying the the goods from to send them to you. But for the most part, they're they're in business because they're reputable. You know, people use their service, and that's why they have—you know—that's why they're online. So, uh, for the most part, the times that I've bought stuff online, it's worked really good. So, um, yeah, the See, Peter Schiff debate was was pretty good. And I'm not here. I'm not here to disparage it either, because like, 
you've you have been the most convincing to me about it. Partially because a lot of the other people that I talk to like are just clueless in general about all the stuff that we talk about. Um, but I'm I'm I I still there's still that like that little part of me that goes there's nothing tangible about this, right? So what happens in like the end time scenario, right? Like you know, say it's oh, yeah. supposed to be the, like the Definitely. last day for Christians or whatever. Um, but yeah, you know, I go like I I know, I know. I know, I know that, you know, push come to shove, I'm going to have an easier time getting food, uh, with a pocket full of gold and silver than I am, you know, with a cell phone, with a Bitcoin wallet on there. Should that scenario happen, right? Should North Korea bomb the Hawaiian islands, right? And all our electric, we turn it like Puerto Rico, right? Because Puerto Rico, did you see this about Puerto Rico? Like back in the stone age, basically after the hurricane. Right? Yeah. Well, how are they going to? Tr- how okay, are they going to yeah. trade food for Bitcoin in Puerto Rico <laughs> with no infrastructure working at all? Right, and and most of the people there don't have any gold or silver savings either. So, you know, people are going to be, you know, a lot of people are going to be screwed no matter what. And the, the few people that have gold and silver, uh, th- they'll probably be more better off than than their neighbors, and they'll be able to help their neighbors because they can give them gold and silver uh, for the things that they need. Um, so yeah, it definitely, definitely works. Definitely have some. Yeah. All right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying don't think don't have gold and silver. I'm not saying, I don't even think they should compete. I think they should, they should work together. And okay. one of the things that, that, uh, Max Kaiser, his point was that it like, it doesn't, doesn't matter if you don't like crypto, don't buy it. I don't care. Uh, but, um, the, his main point was like, we know what's happening. Like the dollar is going to implode. Uh, you know, whether there's going to be massive deflation before massive inflation, we don't know, but these things are probably going to happen. Um, you know, bubbles have happened in the past and we're, we're in a debt bubble now. So, uh, yeah, some, something's bound to happen. And so have some gold, have some Bitcoin, but just don't have, you know, don't, don't, don't make a bet on, on the dollar to save you because it's, uh, it's not going to be the best tool to, place value on things in the, in the future i think they would both agree on that any anything but the dollar or other you know government issued fiat currency and uh so one of, one of the things that came out was that even even on uh P- peter schiff's uh web they they accept bitcoin to to transfer it into gold and silver but what they actually do is is they accept bitcoin they immediately immediately exchange it for u.s dollars and then and then they send you the gold uh, based on the dollar value, so and a lot of companies do that, and I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But um, you know, just whatever works for them. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure that's how all the other big ones, like when Overstock first doing it, you know, they just it's just on an exchange, right? And then you know, they you you go out and and they convert it for you. Yeah, so it's it's the people that that are are paying the higher price for it or holding it for. A time when Bitcoin's at a higher value, uh, th- those are the people that are are making the value high. Um, so Peter Schiff's point was like, well, I, I put I accept Bitcoins so that people can get out of Bitcoins because I want them to have something else, and uh, that's perfectly valid. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I would like I would actually like I'm, I might actually buy some gold from him. I, I need I need to have some. Um, it's definitely not a bad idea to have gold and silver. Well, like I said, well, Peter Schiff does it. Uh, the other, other one, uh, the other company that I hear ads for all the time is like Roberts and Roberts. Also takes Bitcoin for precious metals. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Uh, you know, I don't know what their Bitcoin position is, but you know, they they've got yeah. the metals and you've got the Bitcoin, so that's how that exchange happens. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that somebody actually brought that up in the debate. I don't know. People should just watch their debate instead of listen to me rehash it. But uh, the Puerto Rico thing came up, and uh, uh, Peter Schiff actually it, it, he lives there. I guess he does it for for tax uh, uh, benefits. Okay, um, I did not know so, that, but sure. So yeah, Puerto Rico was is completely devastated. No electricity, um, probably for six months, and 
he, he could have used that in the bait, but he he didn't. <laughs> He's the richest uh, man in Puerto Rico now with all that gold yeah. and silver holdings. Yeah. Well, I mean, he. I don't know how often he's there, but he he's a you know TV personality, so he's he's always traveling, and he doesn't have to stay in Puerto Rico either. So, um, but uh, yeah. So so there's the big there's the maybe it's hard to use Bitcoin in in Puerto Rico now. Actually, I heard a lot of people still have ability to uh, use their phones. Um, you know, phones are really important, so f- people find a way to charge them. I mean, even a, even a hand crank it couldn't can you know power enough to to charge a phone. So yeah, or or solar panels or you know whatever. Well, yeah, but you where are the cell towers? Somebody. Yeah, so they have they have generators on the cell towers. Okay. So the the cell phone companies are, are pretty good in in emergency situations getting getting people. Uh, phone access and but but i also heard that a lot of people in in uh in puerto rico don't have phone uh, cell cell phone access for like making calls but they have internet access which is kind of weird so i'm i'm not really sure uh how that's how that's working out but um so maybe they're just uh, just have wi-fi or something i don't know but so there's issues you know in puerto rico that alternate currencies can can help out you know gold silver bitcoin and but in in venezuela um, what's what's really good about Bitcoin is people can send money to people that are on their side, you know, working with them. Uh, so so that's what I've done. I've sent money to a couple groups in Venezuela. They're libertarian groups, and no nobody can stop me. So if if uh, this is that Bastiat well, International group you mentioned yeah, before, Bastiat Society in Venezuela, and um, also the Libertarian Party. And if I was if I wanted to send them gold, the the military would just take it. You know, the, the military is in control of all goods goods coming in the country, so they would just steal it. Um, I can't send them cash. You know, I can't send them a Western Union because right. Well, that they're not allowed to operate because the government is in control of all money and all goods. Um, I mean, they they even shut bakers down for for break, baking donuts instead of bread. You know, it's like nobody can operate there <laughs> unless the government wants you to right uh so so with bitcoin i'm able to uh fund people uh from outside the country and that's it, just it's an amazing feeling you know i'm like i can actually do something it's and, the charitable yeah, capitalist they they're doing they're doing and i'm not even sending a you know a whole lot but it means a lot to them because they're able to trade the Bitcoin uh, that they're, you know, they have uh, a small black market they're able to operate in, uh, but they can still operate. And, right. And so, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, the, the more types of money you have, the better in my opinion. So that's why I don't, I don't complain about all the alternate currencies, you know, competing with Bitcoin. It's like, yeah. you know, just, it's just every, Every use case might might be slightly different, um, but uh, if you know adding more variables and adding more choices into the market, I think is a positive overall. Yes, people can put all their money in the wrong cryptocurrency and they could lose it all. Uh, you know, the the whole system could could come down. But, um, but that's another another reason why it may be it won't go away because if Bitcoin goes down. Uh, maybe Monero will pick up the slack, and maybe it'll uh, carry it into the future for a little while. I don't know, but um, yeah. for now, it's usable. It does good things. I'm doing good in Venezuela. I hope. <laughs> well, and like I said, I I I I get nervous more about Bitcoin than I do about gold. Like I would have, you know. Oh yeah. It's just it, it's a gut feeling, and I'm you know working to overcome it. But you know, like I said. When I when I think about Bitcoin, I go, man, that's got a long way to go. And then when I think about you know precious metals, gold, silver, platinum, palladium, all that, I go like, no, that's got like an established history, right? It's not it's not being traded uh, the same way that that Bitcoin and, and dollar bills are, but it's you know it's it's yeah. it's it's held its you know status but, long but enough. But there's a reason why it's not traded. It's just because it's cumbersome. It's it's a little bit harder to deal with. 
you know, people like convenience. You know, it's just so easy to, use, to use a credit card. Uh, so those products that that have uh, you know gold-backed uh, debit card systems, um, I think those are great. But again, you're you're still when getting back work. into this is this is this is all just digital. It's it's all digital money in the end. Somebody else has the gold, and you you know they they say this is how much is in your account, but it's all just it's all just numbers at that point. If you don't yeah. have the gold, if you don't actually trade with it, then it's not really. So um, you know I think those things are great. But you're you're trusting the the banks that operate within each other, you know, with each other to be to be honest with how much gold they actually have. Uh, otherwise, you know, there's no real reason to, for them to actually hold on to it or not to sell it twice. You know, if, if yeah. nobody's actually physically picking it up, uh, it just becomes a digital ledger, just like Bitcoin. But the difference is with Bitcoin, you some you know somebody has the actual Bitcoin. Yeah, uh, the exchange might be selling twice as many as they have, uh, but eventually, just like with the gold, with the with the runs on on you know running on the bank when when there's a, a currency issue in the past, um, when when things were actually backed with gold, there used to be runs on the bank, and uh, and that could happen with Bitcoin, and then we'll find out you know who's got what, and the people that were smart and kept it on their their own digital wallet on their own computer will be. Uh, safe from that and the you know the people that left all their money on the exchange will find out they didn't really have what they thought they had <laughs> yeah and 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 that's what happened in the case of mt gox they didn't really have all the money they they didn't have it or they took it all i thought they just well, stole it well yeah he, he he stole it and then whatever was left on on the exchange as he was walking away was you know what yeah. people got which wasn't much and then and then he said oh well i found i found like two billion dollars worth <laughs> but but I'm not I'm not I'm not distributing it because uh I don't want to die so I'm going to tie it up in the legal system and nobody'll get any until until the legal system is figured out uh so yeah <laughs> I, I think holding it like that is more likely to get him killed <laughs> well <laughs> well if he gets killed then nobody'll may, maybe nobody'll get anything so it's kind of like holding it holding everybody ransom yeah but I mean, you know, so, like so as as long as the money is tied up, then there's the possibility that they might get some of their money back, and so tie it up as long as you, as they can. And now, and now that Bitcoin's worth so much more, it's even more worth it to keep him alive and not not you know. I, I'm sure that excuse has worked for everyone who owes money to a loan shark. No, no, no man. Yeah, if you break definitely. my legs, I can't go to work. If I can't go to work, you can't pay your money. And they go, well, screw it. You know, you're not worth the trouble anymore. <laughs> you know. The, the the bounty on empty Gox's head could be two billion dollars, and then go. We'll just you know, for not having to deal with his hassle anymore, everyone just takes a loss. Yeah, yeah, it's that situation is messed up. You're not getting it back anyway. Just kill that fucker. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Well, I'm. I'm definitely not. That that whole situation, the way they handled it, was terrible. Uh, so they they sent out a a note that said, "Hey, just do this process." And when you do it, then you'll be in the system, and then you, you'll be able to get your Bitcoin from the Kraken.com website. So I, so I did that, and I was you know waiting for Kraken.com to email me, and they never did. So I went to Kraken, and I'm like, uh, so where's my Bitcoin? And they're like, oh, well, uh, we don't have you in the system. I'm like, well, why not? Like, well, did you do the process? Like, yeah, I did the process. Well, did you do the process the second time? I'm like, what second? <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, you have to do it twice. Oh, crap. You know, now I... I you know, lost all my information, my login information, and I don't, you know, don't know my account numbers anymore. I, I, th I thought I was done. I thought, you know, you said do the process, then you'd be able to get your Bitcoin. It just never happened. So, so not not only did you have to do it a second time, but maybe, well, definitely, they, they screwed up again, and so you had to do it the third time. So I missed the second and the third time, and I was up to the fourth time, and and by that time, I just I didn't, you know, I didn't have the energy or motivation or I was kind of pissed off, so I was like, "Screw that! I'm not doing it anymore." Um, and I don't, I still don't think it was paid out because I think it would be big news if if MTGOX uh, paid out the the Bitcoin. I think I would know about it. Maybe I maybe it did. I don't know. I I, I haven't seen any news. Like part part of my part of my show prep like reading list um, is like the the Bitcoin sub uh, subreddit. So I I pass by a lot of you know Bitcoin news 
throughout the week. And I don't remember reading anything about empty gawks doing uh, anything extraordinary <laughs> recently. So yeah. I, don't, I, I, I think that's still, you know, in, in limbo, as it were. Yeah. So it would be a pretty good chunk of change if I got my, my Bitcoin back from them. I think it was 30, 32 Bitcoins. Damn. Yeah. Well, at the plus time, two, that was only $2, like... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> at the yeah, time, at that the, was only like a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> well, no, it, at, at its peak, it, it hit $1,000. So in my in my brain, it was $32,000. Oh, okay. All right. Well, okay. I was thinking more like, you know, when, when you bought it, right? Like, right. how much how much did you initially spend on that 32 Bitcoin versus... Yeah, but it wasn't I see. just the... That it was also the effort it took to get the bitcoins. No, no, I got <laughs> and and that that is a whole separate subject that we talked about <laughs> off the air before, and I, I do not want to rehash that now because that's yeah that is that is the bane of my bitcoin yeah. existence. Yeah. So it, at the time, it, it, to me, it was worth thirty two thousand dollars. I wouldn't have sold it for less than that. Right. Uh, but um, but yeah, of course now it's worth you know three or four times that. So um. Yeah. Ah, now I'm in. But <laughs> and and again, this is just a warning for what happens when you deal with exchanges as opposed to you know keeping the yeah. wallet by yourself. Or but any exchange, even even the bank, when you when you deposit your your hundred dollars into the bank, they they don't hold on to that. They loan it up to somebody. They get rid of it as soon as they can. Um, and yeah, they they only hold on to maybe ten percent of it. Not even that. Eventually, they have to have, they have to show the Federal Reserve that, oh yeah, we've got this, this amount left. I think that's what it is, ten percent. Like that's yeah. that's the minimum. But I, they... but I think they lowered it. Oh really? Yeah. Their holdings are low. The, okay. Yeah, after the crisis, they lowered it, and then on top of that, they said, oh, we're we're gonna count these other things that you own as cash assets. Jesus. And so and so that's what really screws it up because then they say. Oh well, houses are stable value, so you can use the houses that you own on your uh, as as a as a as your reserve for the stuff you lend out. So you can they're actually lending out like way 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 more than than they have. They don't have any cash holdings anymore because they're using all these other assets pretending they're cash. And the assets are backed up by the same loans that they're lo- you know they're lending out money for people to buy houses and that, so we're in a worse situation basically than than we were in 2008 so definitely a big debt bubble um yeah i ha- i have solutions for it but the solutions are basically pr- printing money and then stopping government services um and we're we're not going to get anybody to agree on what to do so most likely it'll be, uh, you know, I don't know which order it'll happen, but massive inflation and deflation or massive deflation and then inflation. And then there's only going to be a handful of people that really know what's going on. And they're going to end up super, super, like unbelievably rich, you know, like trillion, trillion, trillions uh, for some of these people that, that know how they're manipulating the system. And The uh, insiders. Right. And... uh you know, whatever it's there, the, you know the, the the Federal Reserve is a private bank; they do what they want for their their benefit. And uh, not a private bank; it's a private car. It's a cartel. It's uh, right. the the banking system against everybody else. Well, I I will I will say two things. Number one, like I I know we've we've talked about this again in the past. I know that you are somewhat of a fan. I'm not going to say a big fan. But you're okay with the idea of the universal basic income as a way to distribute oh, yeah. the interest towards to to the populace oh, yeah. to keep it out of the hands of you know the the wealthy elite. Um, and then recently, well, right? It's, uh, it's not to keep it out of their their they're going to get it either way. You know, if if you if you gave everybody in the U.S. a million dollars, the you know the rich people would get it and the poor people would stick to their same habits and, and still not have anything because that's that's just the way the world works yeah there's there's people the pe- there's people that understand money and there's people that don't so and that's a lot to do with you know the the mentality of the individuals and human conditioning in general which again yeah. whole different topic but what i what i wanted to say is you know that your your position on that 
right, has recently been shared by like Mark Zuckerberg, right, Facebook guy, and you know there, yeah, there's been his goals are a little little bit different than mine. So so mine, I I I point out first that we already have socialism in the U.S. and the socialism that we have is easy money for anybody in the military industrial complex. Uh, also, the the medical industry. Is, is being ripped off or that you know people use the medical industry to rip off taxpayers uh, massively and it's and it's getting worse and it's going to get a lot worse and so we already have socialism so I I think having instead of socialism where the government is in control of of uh, products and services like military or, or Medicare or housing or anything like that it's it's much more efficient to just give the people the money and say Get, you, you know what you need. Just get it. Like, get the government out of the picture of people's decisions. Um, so I, I look at it as an alternative to the, the current socialism that we already have. Um, do I want no socialism? Sure. But it's just really politically impossible to do. It's, imp- it's politically impossible to get people to agree on anything. Um, so, you know, our, our position is still going to be the same. Like, don't take my stuff. We'll shoot you. You know, of course, I don't right. have a gun right now. Uh, I'm not really worried about that at this point. Um, but in the future, it, it could come down to that. Most likely, I'll just leave. I'll go somewhere else. And that, and I could, I do want to talk about this uh, before before the end of the show. But I wanted to hear your thoughts more about the UBI or whatever. Okay. Um, so I, the the only point I was getting to with UBI was at least in in Zuckerberg's case, right? He's pushing for UBI. And then I came across a headline that said, like, you know, he's giving away money, right, as, as part of, like, you know, a trial run or experimental base. So I was just going to say, you know, a, a tip of the hat, right, to, to people who, you know, have these grandiose ideas of how they want things to be done um, and then, like, back it up, right, with, you know, without, without going for government handouts on how to do it. There was it, right? another guy that had... A- a similar kind of idea, but his more his more his idea was equality in the workplace, and so he gave everybody the same amount. He gave everybody a raise, seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, everybody got the same amount, and and it had some weird outcomes. You know, some people, since they're not going to make more than the guys sitting next to them, they didn't try as hard. You know, and and that that really hurts the economy a lot because the you know the. The 1% of people that, that actually do try their best make a lot of other people's lives much easier. We need, we need those people you know, that are super smart, super talented, that can contribute to society. The innovators. You know, a, a thousand, a million fold to, to exist. If they don't, you know, we're, we're, we're counting on these you know, people that, that don't try hard to maybe take care of themselves and and nobody else and and uh and so what we need is those people that 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 go the extra extra mile and 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 want a little bit more than than the guy sitting next to them yeah and and that's 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 what it comes down to the people that that are actually doing things make a difference you know people that want uh to do the minimum and get the same as as everybody else <laughs> they're they're parasites yeah, well, that's yeah, that company that you talked about. That's pretty much what happened. The 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 elite people, right? The 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 people that made a difference in that company said, "Well, if I'm only getting paid the same amount as the slackers sitting next to me, I'm out. I'm leaving." Right, and even even if they were making good money, they left. Yeah, they might even go to another company, take a small pay cut, but they were making more than the people around them, so they were happy. Um, right, it's it, it that's another weird scenario. That's another like social experiment is like, you know, would, would you rather, would you rather live in a world where you made, um, was it, was it, you made $50,000 a year, um, but everyone else also made $50,000 a year, or would you rather live in a world where you made, you know, $25,000 a year and everyone else made 15, right? Right. And everyone's like, I'll take the 25 because fucking I'm better than everybody else, you know? Right. I, well, that's that sounds stupid to me. <laughs> yeah. Like even we, you know, we we uh, another thing that came up pre-show was you know the the talk about houses and real estate and 
my position with houses has always been like, I want the worst house in the nicest neighborhood, right? Cause I don't, I'm not, I'm not there to compete, you know, with everybody else on like, you know, keeping up with the Joneses kind of a thing. I just, you know, I want the security that a good neighborhood provides and I want to pay the least amount <laughs> to, to the state <laughs> in property taxes. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I don't need, you know, I don't need to have the nicest house in the best neighborhood or even like the nicest house in the worst neighborhood is even worse than that. Cause then, you know, you're the target house, you know? So that, that, that'll take me to my next topic. Um, Go for it. The one wh- you wanted to get to. to? The one, the, yeah, one I wanted to get to was, uh, uh, where, where to go. And, and there's a, a group called freesociety.com. Uh, they are going to negotiate. Is this the Roger the Ver thing? I think it is. Okay. I, but I meant to look gonna, into it. I saw headlines. Please continue. Negotiate with a country to have a plot of land. I don't know how big, uh, that libertarians can set up their own form of government, their own, you know, system of, taxes or whatever they're just uh, they're gonna write their new constitution and uh hopefully eliminate a lot of the inefficiencies of the government we cur- currently exist in so um you know of course no government would be be best uh but um i don't ha- i don't i don't even know how to how to get around this you know this is the anarchist experience yeah so will it be easier to live in this new society uh under a much smaller uh, government much smaller rules where there's basically the the police services in this area they're talking about are going to be all private so there's not going to be a government uh police force um i don't know if they're eventually going to have a military or something like that for defense but uh, maybe maybe they'll outsource that to other governments i don't know Maybe maybe it's just not needed at all. Uh, I think that would be the ideal, right? You, know, you do you do trade with all the other countries in the world, and why would anybody want to bomb you? You're you're giving everybody value. Uh, so, yeah, if if there's no government police force, very little rules and what you can can or can't do on your property. Uh, you know, I don't really care if there's government or not, as long as they don't come knocking on my door asking for shit. You know? Right. So that's that's my uh, my take on it. Um, so they 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 have a bunch of uh, lawyers in, involved with them and uh, a bunch of rich people and and uh, it could be could be great. I don't know where they're going to put it though. Well, so and I, I and have, I might have to save up money for that. I'm I'm definitely interested in the concept, but it doesn't sound like a new concept necessarily to me. Right. Like, these, you know, these these private city settlements have been talked about. And I think the last one that was almost off the ground and running was like in Honduras or something where, you know, they they convinced the city to let them um, to to they convince the city or the state. I don't remember to to give them land to do this city experiment. Like what would happen? Right. If we were allowed these types of freedoms, um and then I think Honduras was going to allow it. And uh, I don't know if it got off the ground or anything from there, but that was, you know, that was a thing. And then there's, you know, some, was it French Polynesian islands or whatever, that's allowing the seasteading Institute uh, to put a couple of seasteads, you know, out there in, in, you know, their controlled waters, uh, you know, to, to experiment, to see how that's going to work out. So I'm, de- I'm definitely a big fan of these types of like societal experiments. Um, and to your point, we didn't get to this last week with my, you know, conversation with my, my liberal friend. Um, but one of the things that she said at the time was, you know, they should let those alt writers like secede. Like they should just, you know, give them, she said, give them Florida. She said, give them Florida <laughs> and let them have Florida and they can do whatever they want in Florida. And that'll be like, you know, the, the alt right zone. Right. And I went, if they did that, I would move so fast not necessarily i would all the alt writers are just as bad as the left i mean they're totalitarians also right but they're going to be so much smaller and so disorganized for the foreseeable future 
right? Uh, Even if, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It might, it might get really weird down there. It might. Well, I'm, I'm saying under her scenario, if they like, if they seceded Florida, right? Yeah, I'm, like, I'm all for all, all states seceding, right? You know, one at a time or all at the same time. Uh, we don't really need this federal government. It's just, it's just a huge waste of everybody's time. <laughs> and, and and that was my point. I was like, I, I think. I think it would be easier to deal with that disorganization and chaos in the short term than it is to continue to live under the behemoth that is the United States federal government, right? If they went, you can have Florida, we're going to leave you alone, you know, I, I think it would take some time for it to settle in and become its thing. But in that, in, in that interim time, like, I'm free from the, I'm free from the United States federal government. And the alt-right people, you know, if if their claims are true, right, they won't really bother me all that much, right? They're they're not they they're not going to come around and you know attempt to to you know levy taxes upon me uh, necessarily. I, I don't know. I would I would disagree. I think they would. I think they would say we they're going to make their own basically federal government, and they're going to have their own military, and they're going to need to fund it, and they're going to come getting money from you. And if I, they did that, I would I move again. I, yeah, I don't. I don't trust the alt right at, at all. I think. I think. I think they're just as crazy or crazier than the than the the current system we have. And they they kind of make up some of the system. You know the the very uh, you know the uh, flag humpers or you know <laughs> okay <laughs> flag worshippers like they, they're just, yeah it's uh yeah they 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 would think like oh if you don't if you don't pay taxes to, to to the new Florida nation that uh that they might even kill you like immediately like who knows like they 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 might make public examples of people okay well when that starts so, I'll move again but until then I yeah. go like well they're not they're the, they're not the federal government they don't have a government formed yet there's going to be so much infighting between them that they're you know <laughs> it'll it'll be more like you know Somalia where they're all like warlords trying to take over and no one actually doing anything <laughs> that I'm pretty sure I could get by being left alone for a, a good long time before anything you know before <laughs> before anyone even notices me amongst their infighting I know. and then it's I don't have so to pay state taxes I don't have to pay federal taxes. It, it, it's so funny because you know all we're trying to do is be left alone, and and <laughs> it's everybody else just making these problems, you know, like <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like it, you know, I I I think that their infighting could last long enough to leave me alone, where I could be like comfortable for a while and not have to worry about it. That's all I'm saying. So like you know the 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 free society, um, what was the other the you know. Uh, there was a Fort Galt, not Galt's Gulch, but a Fort Galt, uh, another thing in Chile that they were, you know, trying to do that yeah. I was interested in for a while. Not the one that, not the one that like blew up and failed miserably. Like there was another one that was uh, um, like an apartment complex development style thing that looked pretty interesting. Uh, Seasteading Institute was another one. I've looked at as they come up, right? I investigate all of them because you know everything's viable until it's not. And I, and you know, the, the then good we'll thing see what about happens. The, the free society one is, is there's some people, you know, Roger Ver included that, that have a lot of money that, that can, you know, they have, they have the time and the money to do it basically. To yeah. Pull it off. So, um, I think it's one of the I innovators think, that you spoke of. Yeah. I think, I think it, it's, it's a lot more serious this time. And I think there is some commitment behind it. And of course people are still working on the, the uh, seasteading and stuff like that too. So, uh, a lot, a lot of it just has to do with the, the economics behind it. You know, once, once it gets started, I think it'll just take off and, and everybody will want to be a part of it. Um, it's just, it's just getting the ball rolling, man. <laughs> See, is Liberland still a thing? Why don't they go get like, you know, buy some land off of Croatia and, you know, annex that, you know, annex their purchase land and Liberland and just make that its own thing. And it, that'll be like the Liberland yeah. expansion project. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to find out what their uh, requirements are for, you know, how much land they need and, and, uh, and what rules they'll be under. What's the entry fee? Yeah. Cause yeah, it's going to be, a, you know, le leasing from some other country. Um, so 
they're going to lease the land from some other country and then you're going to have to sublet it from them in order yeah. to live there. So, and that's the thing. I think I think there's going to be there's going to be some tax in this new this new uh system. Um it'll just be a lot less than than in the US. So, Unless they can get an agreement with the country where they're not the ones leasing the land, but that the country allows, you know. Well, that's like, the the only way to get a country to to let somebody take their take you know set up a, a new society on their land is to give them money. I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> that's so true. Where's this money? Where's this money going to come from? You know, right? But I'm saying if if the free society project fronts the money, right, to annex the land, and then like sells it to you instead of leases it to you and like you know then you would not be obligated to f- for a lifetime of rental payments to them right you would just be landowner you know of this new geographic region and if they're if they're true yeah, I mean, to the philosophy then they'll you know you'll be allowed to annex your property once it's paid off as well yeah if that's all it is, right? If they're going, no, 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 we're going to buy the land and start our own country and tax you for living in our country now, well, then they're, they're no different. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I, you know, this this whole thing, I think it's going to be interesting and good, and there's going to be a lot less regulation and stuff. But I still think there's going to be a tax because they 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 need to lease the land. So there's going to be yeah. there's going to be a tax. But yeah. if it was like one percent versus you know, okay, maybe you won't go there because you don't want you're you're not willing to pay the one percent, uh, but I would because yeah, I I can be more free there than I can here. So right, and I may and I may do that as well and pay the one percent, but I will still do this show talking about how how oppressive their one percent <laughs> tax is, and how these ass clowns who were you know talked about being libertarians and anarchists. Uh, we're just, you know, status in disguise now charging their, you know, now taxing, uh, their populace the same way a state does, you know? Right. And that's, that's, that's so, the only reason why I want to distinguish between, you know, like a tax versus a lease payment. Right. Like I, at some point, you know, at some point I can pay off the lease, uh, you know, and, and, and take control over the land. Right. Like that's, that's a theoretical possibility. But if they're saying well, like a tax in perpetuity some, some leases, for the privilege, yeah, some leases aren't aren't for sale though. It's just a you just pay. It's a lease is is kind of like a you know borrowing the land for a hundred years or whatever, right? Yeah, but they might not but after that hundred years. They just might make a new lease contract. Right. In which so, case they'd be a de facto state. I'm saying that there there would have to be a clause in in order for for me to like not call it a tax. Right. And just call it, you know, a lease payment or a land purchase. Right. Would be the, the, the ability to to take control over it and and absolve myself of any uh, fiduciary responsibility to them at some point. Otherwise, they're just they're just a giant landlord and there's nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah. You know. But that's what I'm saying, that the state that they're going like, let's say they use Chile. OK. Uh, and they, they get a large plot of land that's the size is of you know rhode island or something i don't know okay um and the the state is never going to sell outright the the the, the land rights they'll just sell they'll only sell the lease or they'll only give you give people a lease on the land you know maybe 100 years at a time but they they don't have any reason to give up the rights to the land so um so that's well, what I think is going to happen. Then you're still a citizen and of so, Chile. So, well, s- sort of. You might not have to pay the tax to Chile, you'll, but you'll have to pay the tax to whatever local government is setting is starting up, like the free society. You have to pay them the tax because the free society is going to buy buy the the land or pay for the lease on the land. Yeah. So there's. So that's what I'm saying. Is the the free society is trying to make a new model for how uh alternate governments are are going to be to be run. Okay. But there's still going to be a monetary incentive for the countries that are allowing this to happen and in exchange the people that live in that that new free society will you know get to make up their own rules which hopefully yeah. are not very many. <laughs> 
Hopefully, you're making it. You're making it sound like feudalism under 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 like the the duke who still has to pay his tribute to the king. No, no, I, peasant, you can live here for a fee. You tribute to me, and I tribute to the king, and that's well, how it works. Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> I no, no, I it's a new model. <laughs> it it is so well. I I don't think. So the people running the free society, I don't think they they have a way out because there's yeah. there's governments everywhere already. So they're no, trying to you. find the best solution they can, which might just be, you know, bribing some politician for uh, to to be able to use the land however they want to use it. I'm not disparaging um, at all at this point because there's you know this is all talk and speculation, right? And, and I'm uh, curious to see how it turns out. Because the alternative to to that would be to get a group of people that want to be free and uh, go kill everybody in in that whatever land they want and just conquer it and be like, this is our free land now. (laughs) It was free because we took it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) See, and part of me goes, there's, there's, there's enough, I believe, I personally believe that there is enough undeveloped land available yeah, That's but you just won't be able to, you cost won't be able prohibitive. To live there. You won't be able to live there unless the but governments y- of that area allow you to. Or so you have to either pay the tax. Now you, you can you can avoid well, it, I, sure, but I'm, I'm not so, on any not in any scale though. I guess what I'm saying is I don't think you have to go conquer a people to to acquire the land. Right? You just you have to go acquire the land and then defend it against the encroachment of the government of that region, right? Like, I'm okay killing those people. Well, it'll be impossible, though. So it would be better to come up with a plan to, to, to win, to take out the, uh, the people that you know are going to come and kill you, take them out first, and then, and then you'll have your land. If you wanted, if you wanted a, a, a section of Chile, like, you either buy it from them or lease it from them, or you you take out Chile's government, and then it's, then the whole Chile is yours, or however much you want to keep, you know. See, and I guess I I understand what you're saying, and I go the first two options there, like gives credence to the fact that you know the the quote unquote region of Chile has legitimate claim to that land. Well, only because they have a military, <laughs> right? And the third option right is is aggressive in nature right like i'm okay with that option like i'm more okay with option three than i am with option one and two but what i'm also saying is like option four is to access the land declare the land to be annexed right and then defend it from encroachment because when you defend it from the encroachment then in my in my mind right you're not being aggressive and you're just you're 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 homesteading unclaimed land Morally, yes, but you're setting yourself up for failure because. Uh, What's going to be the same fight as overthrow the government? Except in one case uh, you're like attacking them, and in one case you're allowing them to have everything else, and then you just keep this little plot, and they can leave you alone, or then you fight, right? Like I've said, violence is always the solution. It's what do we do between you know uh, the uh, the assertion of the problem and the violent solution that we try to do to remedy it without resorting to that. And I'm saying I don't want to give I don't want to give credence to any state well, by saying like no 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 like this the, is yours and I want to buy it or lease it from you. The, the South wanted to secede, and defense didn't work. So, well, but that's not going to be true in every case, uh, <laughs> right? The, the The South wanted to secede, defense didn't work, and they lost. Well, but it could have easily been the South wanted to secede, defense worked, and they won. And then you have the, you know, the, the, I don't, the Confederacy. But I, see, the, the thing is, I don't think the North would have ever stopped. I don't think they would have ever been like, uh, yeah, this didn't work. Okay. I think they would have just kept being aggressive because that's what they are. They're just, you know, they're, they're psychopaths. And, uh, well, I don't, how, I don't, I don't, I don't th- some ways I don't, I don't know. There's, it's, there's it's, a it's definition of national. Weird, okay. Well, there's a definition of national borders out there that basically says, you know, this is the line in the sand where, where two warring gangs came to an agreement and said, we're going to stop fighting here, right? Sure. So I'm I'm saying if you, 
you, you, you could lose as the South did. You could win, which is entirely possible, right? But if it, well, if it comes to violence... Like the U.S. Know, defending themselves against Britain was a little bit easier because there's ocean in between. Right. Them, so... Uh, and Britain gave up, right? They could they could so have I continued think, attacking, I th- I think but it wasn't worth North it. North versus the, the the South was was more of who wanted it more, and the North was more established militarily, and uh, and and the South wasn't. You know, they they were trying to set up their new government in the South, right? Okay. So they didn't have the established uh, funds and uh, you know tax system and. And all the the tools of war were much more established in the north, so that's that's why they won, and that's why I'm saying like, and if you're trying to if you go to Chile and you don't have this established uh, military and and way to successfully defend yourself, then you basically won't be able to. So the only way to do that scenario in Chile would be to have an overwhelming force be able to take out Chile's military capabilities before you get there but that doesn't mean you have to doesn't mean you have to no okay i I think morally going there and trying to defend yourself would be would be the moral way to do it but i don't think it would be a successful way of doing it okay well then don't pick chile then go pick some other like little island nation that doesn't have a big military (laughs) right sure sure. (laughs) start small you know and, and and acquire that land first and then set up shop and then expand from there, you know, as you're allowed, as you're allowing some, your private military to grow. In, a, in Africa or something, I don't know. <laughs> Why not? It's big enough. Yeah, Africa's huge. Well, South America is huge, too. All right. That who was knows? Our tangent for the day, I guess, who we're going to take over. but. <laughs> and I don't even, I don't even say it has to be Chile. I mean... I, I, here's the thing. Okay. One more thing. And this is, I, I understand the reason why this happens. Right. But I've, I've always, I've also always maintained that there could be workarounds given the right technology. Right. I don't understand why ghost towns exist. Number one. And number two, why, why, um, people don't occupy that. Right. Like if if you're you know if you're going like you know houses prices are too high and I don't want to just it's it's go to well, a ghost town go to people go to where the trade centers are typically and so and the the government m- makes it uh, even more extreme because they take money from the surrounding areas the farmers and you know the the people producing things in factories. And, and and they centralize this money through because they're going to distribute the money uh, to people that work around them in in their cities. You know, uh, all all the people that that push paper for the government and and uh, stuff like that. So so and and on top of that, just the the normal stuff happens in cities because that's where the trade centers are. People come together to get goods and services, and and it's easier too when they're all in the. A similar, you know, the same area. Um, right. So I but think, if, in, but in a way, a lot of that could be spread out more, especially you know, since we got like Amazon delivery and stuff. You you could set up a ghost town and just you know, when you want to get something, you just have UPS come in a plane and there it is. You know, like, or if, <laughs> or if we're talking about a free society run by a bunch of like skilled anarchists, right? Create the center of commerce, right? I don't understand. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, sure. I mean, there, there would obviously be the you know, for lack of a better word, a mall uh, wherever we set up this you know society, and there'd be a place to go. Uh, yeah, but, but a ghost um, town already has infrastructure. It's already got like you know conduits and pipes and all that other stuff run through it. It's always got already got buildings that can be you know renovated or fixed or you know crushed or whatever, right? And it it could it could always it can already be easily like a model to expand from, right? You just, you know, like I'm a big fan of squatters, right? Like anarchist squatters on, on abandoned properties, right? You just, it's abandoned, you squat, you take control over it. And then when the state goes, oh my God, what are they doing over there? We got to go put an end to this. Then you defend against them, right? But they're not going to see you coming. It's not like we're going to roll in, 
you know, semi after semi, you know, and, and busload of people and with signs well, waving going like, oh, we're going to move in over here. Come look at us. Look, we're going to do this thing. Even if we did, um, kind of the, the same situation, um, that the whatever local government there is or state government, um, eventually they're going to want their tax, you know, and and that's and that's why that's one of the reasons why people don't even try it. It's you know you're, you're going to be under somebody's thumb or you know restrictions, and and somebody's going to come after you because they just because they can. You know they have the the, the guns and the and the and the other taxpayers funding them to to do bad things, so they're going to. And I, I and I think you have to. I think you can fly under the radar long enough where it's not worth it for them to bother you or, you know, that they just, they just let it go. And I guess the only, I'm going to say evidence, um, I have for this is, um, all, years ago, uh, a buddy of mine had me watch a documentary, uh, called like anarchism in America, life on the Mesa. Have you seen this by any chance? Like, have you come across it? Okay. Look into it. It's short. It's not even like a, a long form documentary, uh, maybe like 45 minutes or so. And it's basically like people who live in the New Mexico desert, right? There's no roads leading out to the place. So everyone has a four by four. They make like one trip into town a week for like food and supplies. And then they're left alone, right? It's not worth it for the state to come out there and like, you know, levy attacks uh, on the trailer house in, in the desert, right? Like they've, the solution has been figured out. And I think you can expand that idea, right? And you can, you know, if, if they're not, if they're going to leave you alone, right? They're not going to see you building the infrastructure. They're not going to see you building the roads. They're not going to see you building the city, you know, in that area until it's like, oh my God, there's a city here. What, how, how did that happen under our nose? And then by that time I would say, you know, if you, if you can get all that in place, you can get defense in place where when the city comes knocking, you go, no, nah, this is ours now. Don't even try. Mm, I don't know. Maybe I. I. I, th- I still think they would try. So, like, the, well, then the Molan Labe let them try. Come and take it. The area where, and then we fight. The area where uh, Adam Kokesh lives, for example, they're they're not too fond of government, and uh, people take p- pop shots at, at the you know the the black SUVs, the government SUVs that they're you know they're looking for Adam, uh, and. And still, they have the you know freedom to to drive in there and and possibly kidnap somebody. You know, there's there's sure it might not be worth it for the state to 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 go in there, but things that you know there's 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 still reasons why they might think it's worth it, and the, and then they just will, and there's nothing really can do to stop them. Well, yeah, sure there is. That's when that's why I'm saying if you get to that size, you should have in place like a private defense force to stop the state agents as they come in. Right. And if you look at, you know, again, Bundy well, ranch, but, right. But they, the, the state, the state has an overwhelming force. They can invade other countries at will that, you know, they have no problem going into somebody's small town. It still has to be it worth it. No. Cause they didn't with the Bundy ranch. They, they, there was a yeah, show of the, force and they backed down temporarily, but they're still putting some of them in prison. They're still, uh, harassing well, those people the, the the prison stuff is for an entirely separate issue though it wasn't the it was the the bundy guys doing more activism after the fact right okay. they like the 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 whole the recent uh trials and whatnot for the, for that crew was because they went over and took over like a wild wildlife preserve office right they <laughs> good on them for doing it right but i mean it, it had nothing to do with the initial um you know standoff for the the use of the um communal lands for the the cow grazing like the federal government showed up in force you know the bunnies had their volunteer force and the federal government backed down because it wasn't worth it like do we really want to go slaughter farmers probably not right do we really want to go into you know this newly built city and tear it down just because man it's you know probably not you know, we're on different sides of that bet, right? Because you go, yeah, they will. They'll totally just destroy the city. I go, that's a weird thing to do. It's like, it's so off their radar. What's to be gained from it? And I go, a one-off, 
you know, an, a, a one-off city is not going to do that much harm unless it becomes like a movement. And by that time, Wait. I think it's too late because then the momentum's rolling. But even even the Bundys were paying taxes. They just didn't want to pay the the BLM. Right. I'm talking about the show of force, though. Like the well, the, well sure. But so I'm I'm just saying a reason why the the federal government would care more is if you know our free society was was you know truly trying to stick it to the federal government and not just one of their offices. Um, then they would care more, and then they would take over the town. All right. And I think the, the, the amount of time to get on their radar and to make it worth it is plenty enough time to build up a defense, should they come. Maybe not an overwhelming defense, right, but, you know, like a, a, a Spartan defense at least. Yeah. But that's, that's still why I would, I would rather set up a, an agreement with another country where, there, where we're – welcomed instead of you know doing things under the radar or whatever you know i want to go to a place where we're totally open about it like hey come here set up your 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 office and you know you could be like apple you know pay less than one percent tax globally you know on all your sales like that would be awesome and i would still do the show talking about how oppressive that is (laughs) on a moral level Right on on a practical, pragmatic, feasible level, yes, uh, you know uh, I, I'm behind you, but on a, a moral, ethical, you know, anti-state level, I go, I you could not get me to like, you know, be happy about making an agreement like that with the state. You know, you don't have a right to it. I'll just take it. You know, and, and that's that. <laughs> right. I think we're going long. So let's. All right. Final thoughts. Cut it. Nope. All right. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. You guys know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com, facebook.com slash anarchistexperience. If you want to join in on the discussion and read through the show prep that we didn't get to, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash anarchistexperience is where we do that. Uh, and if you want to donate to the show, to uh, contribute to this financially so we can move to wherever the free society moves to, uh, please do that through Patreon, patreon.com slash theanarchistexperience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.